there, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Amber. We're identical twin sisters from Southern California. While we may look exactly alike, sometimes we think that's all we have in common. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and hang out with us for a little bit. This is Hashtag Twin Life Podcast. What's up, twin? What's up, twin? How are you? I am doing good. I have I have some chai tea and this new cute little cup that I got. Oh, wait. You can't see it. Aha. Wait. Can you, you see, see it? it? You can see it, Twin? There you, there you go. go. There you go. There you go. Your lipstick, you can see it on there. Yeah, you can see my lipstick because I've been drinking it because it's yummy. Yeah. And then, Everyone's seen this cup already, I think. Yeah. We just, it took me, it's funny because when Blake and I went to, we did like, we went to, um, I can't remember what it's called, some store that has like all the kitchen-y type stuff in it this week. And we found um, a cup for my mom, a mug for my mom. That, did I tell you about this mug? I don't think I did. It's no. an owl and it says, owl love you forever. Oh, yeah. Mom showed it to me. She was like, did you see my cup? And I was like, yeah. It says, I'll love you forever. She's like, yeah, it's like grandma. And I was like, oh, cool. I probably should have been more enthusiastic. I didn't know that you bought it for her. I thought she just bought a cup. <laughs> I was like, you have 45 million coffee cups? Yeah. Yeah. No, because it's grandma. I saw it. I was in the store and it said, I'll love you forever. And I was like, that's grandma's, you know, spirit animal. Spirit or animal. So, so I was like, mom, so mom loved it. So I was really excited about that. And then we also got Jody, uh, Blake's sister, a mug too. That was her wrong um, um, zodiac sign. Zodiac sign. <laughs> yeah. Where's Wait. my coffee cup? There wasn't. There were no Blake and I. We couldn't find one for Blake. There was no Aries. No, no. I'm sorry. She had to go in the back. She found an Aries one for Blake. There was no Gemini. There was no um, like there wasn't. There wasn't like a little a bear or you know I love elephants. None of that stuff. Nothing that remotely at all anything about us which is why i ended up getting this at target so what does it say it says for people that are listening yeah oh yeah for people who are listening um it says rise and thrive it's a pink mug so rise and And then if you're listening to it and then everyone's seen i think i've drank out of this one before but if you haven't seen it says enjoy every moment and i actually got this for mother's day from phoenix so it's from Target also. Target has all the best coffee cups. Like. Really, and this, this is like a boat. Like, this thing is ginormous. Okay, but this this one I have is like a Gilmore Girl size mug. Like, this was one, this is one cup of coffee, like, of coffee, because it's from the, um, the Keurig. And didn't even fill it up all the way. Only filled it up halfway. This thing's a monster. <laughs> yeah, this is literally like, Phoenix got this for me, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so much tea. Like, this is like two of my normal cups of tea. Like, we have like, the regular coffee cups, like the little yeah. tiny cute ones. I don't even know how many ounces it is. It's like giant. Oh, it says it's 17.5 ounces. 17.5 ounces. This, my water is is 32. So that's like literally like half of this. It doesn't say how many ounces on mine. Oh, okay. I wish it did. That's <laughs> Anyways, I'm over here looking on the bottom of the coffee cup. Anyway, so that was exciting. So we got caught. I got this cute little coffee mug this week. Um, and then was this week the week that I did all that I did the video for Landon? Yeah, I think it was this week that I did the like the. I think yeah, it was like on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like I was, it was so so early in the week that I totally forgot that it was after the podcast. Um, I did a, we did a Landon Hall video. So I think what I'm gonna try to we actually have also cooked quite a bit this week. There are all the things. I put up a cooking video for the chicken. That my is chicken. Yes. Did you see? Then, Wasn't it cute? Yes. Your cutie was so much cuter than my video. Oh, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, because I think you recorded it and then went back and like added all the stuff. Edited right? it. And then yeah. added everything. Yeah. It took a while because I was like, 
Yeah, that's a lot of work. You don't realize, for those of you who like don't really are, don't really do social media stuff, you do not realize how much work it is just to put up an interesting like Instagram story. Minute and a half Instagram yeah. story. A minute and a half Instagram struggle. story. Yeah. It's, you know how many videos a lot I of have? Thought. I have it, like six clips on my phone over a minute because Phoenix was walking in and then he would be like, mom, can you do this for me? And I had to stop and keep going. I was like, literally, I was like, Phoenix, either sit here and participate go do something else because this is not supposed to take me forever. Like it's literally going to be a one and a half minute clip and it's taking me 40 minutes. You know what you can do though too on. So I didn't learn, I figured this out like partial the way through me recording mine for the mac and cheese. Um, We need to take those and put them in our summer clips. Did we move them already? Did we put them in our summer uh, highlights? I think we need to create a food one. Okay. So if we're going to do that, you want to start doing that? Okay. So we are officially going to start adding all the time. Ashley cooks all the time. So you'll see me pop in here and there because I don't cook like that. But um, when, so we'll put a food one um, of Ashley and I making our meals. I cook a lot of breakfast stuff and whatever, but we will start adding our summer, recipes. I, I sent you the summer highlight like photo, but you haven't put, you haven't added a clip. So I can't add the photo. Oh, you can't add clips. Oh, got it. Okay. You have I'll to add through. a highlight. Okay, I'll go ahead and add the highlight and add all the video clips to it so that we have our officially have our summer. Um, I'll get it in there before it's fall because then it's going to be fall and we're going to have all these fall videos. But we'll make a separate one for food too. So that's kind of cool. So we're adding that. So we're really working into like, you know, really connecting with you guys more in different ways on our social media. Um, yeah. Just cut, but that are natural to us. So the cooking videos are fun. Um, I definitely must do a lot more um, hauls, shopping hauls, because. Um, like not like not that we shop like crazy all the time, but when we do do shopping stuff with Landon, especially, I think it's fun to show you guys kind of what we got and things that Landon likes and um, that are kind of like not crazy in price range. Because Ash and I are both kind of like um, just like not like kind of discount shoppers. Like we we don't really I don't really like to spend more than forty. Like if, if a pair of jeans is forty dollars, I'm like there better be a freaking Coles cash that goes with that forty dollar pair of jeans, or I'm not getting yeah. Like yeah, so. <laughs> But that's kind of in the week. Um, so this week for me, I tried out I tried out the fitness center. I think I talked a little bit about yes. last week that I wanted to. So this week I tried it out. And um, if you've been watching my stories, you've seen that it's F45 training at Eastlake Village. Or Eastlake. I think it's called Eastlake Village. There's like two of them. They're like very similar names. But I think the one that I go to is Eastlake Village. Anyways, I've tagged it in my stories. Um, I think I might add a fitness one or something maybe i'll just put it in the summer one i don't know but there's a lot i get yeah. a lot of clips where i'm working out so um the class was super fun it's ridiculously hard but in a good way my arms and we were talking about this before we started the podcast like we did so many push-ups on friday and i literally like can barely like move my shoulders like i can put my arms mostly above my head very very slowly <laughs> And like my, I was literally. My but you did it like, like five days a week this week, didn't you? Monday and Friday. I did. Friday. I didn't do Monday through Friday. I I was, I took off. I worked out on Sunday. I worked out on Monday. I took off Tuesday. And then I did Wednesday, Thursday. Oh yeah, I did five days. Yeah. 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 So which, and I took. I didn't do anything yesterday. Like my Apple Watch was like, "What are you doing? You're not moving at all today." And I was like, "No, I'm not." Cause I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I was exhausted yesterday. And then, so I kind of use that as like a solid recovery day, not even like a light recovery day, like a solid, like I barely wanted to go up and down the steps type of day. Um, I think we went and watched Sansa 
oh, we went to the pool and walked Sansa. And that was like the extent of my exercise yesterday. Um, so, and if you don't, we're recording this on Sunday. So on Saturday. So by the time you guys hear this, I will have gone to two more classes. And I think I've been, we finally decided that we're going to go ahead and get a membership. It's $80 every two weeks. Um, we can cancel, I think, whatever we want. We'll stick to it for a while. Stick to it for a while and see yeah. what happens. But I like it. So. Is Derek going to go with you eventually? Yeah, he said he was going to try one out with me. I think we'll try to do it. I don't know what day, though, because like they do have Sunday classes, but obviously we record the podcast on Sunday, and then we're off on Thursday together. And I don't know if he's going to want to wake up with me at 6.45 to go to a workout, to go to a class on our day off. Um, plus, he can't – plus – We'd have to go, we'd have to drop Phoenix off super early at school in order to go. Cause I think it's 8.15. Right. We'd have to drop him off at like, drop him off at like 7.45, which is not that big of a deal, but there'd be like some like things we'd have to work out. So, um, that said, let's get into the DGCs cause we have a very interesting topic this week that we want to dive into. So what you had one or two. I mean, there's, it. yeah, there's really not a whole lot that happened. I mean, for, like, I mean, there's a bunch of like political crap that happened this week, but as far as just like, you know, fun things going on in the world. Um, we, Demi Lovato got engaged, which was super exciting. She did like the sweetest post on her page. Um, so that's really awesome for her. She, um, if you have not seen it, go check it out, um, on Demi Lovato's, uh, Instagram page. She, she talks a little bit about her journey that she's had over the last couple years between rehab, between going to the hospital and like her attempt, suicide attempts and all those things. Relapse. And how, yeah. Yeah. And how just like being in getting back and reconnecting with God and going to church. And that has really helped center her. And so she feels like her, like not like her reward, but what she gained from kind of switching her lifestyle around was this wonderful person that she's now going to get married to. So um, that Yay. was really sweet to see. So I'm really happy for her. She's been through a lot. Yes. The girl's been through a lot. So she deserves to yes. be happy. Um, and then the other thing was we just filmed and died apparently. I know he was 88 years old though. So, so he sad. lived a super long life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't really, well, the only other thing is Taylor Swift's folklore album came out, but if you're listening to this already, and if you, you are probably already listened to our episode on Monday that we cover all things Taylor Swift and folklore. So we won't really focus on that too much, but that did happen this week. And if you haven't listened, um, we'll probably link it in the description. So it'll make it easier for you to get to. Otherwise, if you're in your feed, if you're on your podcast feed, just go up. It'll be like a huge bonus episode. Click on it. If you got if you 15, 15 or so minutes to listen, go ahead and check that out. Um, but if there's nothing else, I think we should go ahead and get into the topic. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm actually really excited about this topic. It's going to be a good one. Okay. So in light of the impending school year, and I have huge air quotes school year. Yeah. Uh, because we have yet to know what is going to happen with the school year. Um. So we are going to talk about a little bit, uh, t- talk a little bit about our expectations as far as our kids' education um, and where we kind of see them going in the future with like secondary education, um, how we're going to school them between K through 12, uh, things like that, and then how maybe COVID could affect that. So um, I don't know if you want to start, but like kind of because our school experience is the same. So, yeah, we we had we had I guess we I could say we had a very interesting school experience. We definitely didn't go through um we weren't in the same school for our whole educational life. We didn't in the same city our whole educational life. Not um, even the same state. Not even the same state. So we moved quite a bit. So um but we were in public school. Um my mom homeschooled us for a short time when we were when we were younger. 
Uh, we didn't do pre. We didn't go to preschool as a kid. We did. I think we just did. Did we even do kindergarten? I think it was first. Do you remember kindergarten? I don't think we did kindergarten. I think we homeschooled for kindergarten. Yeah, preschool, I, kindergarten, I think we were all that stuff for kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. So for first grade through high school, we were in public school. Um, at 16, we were filming a project, and so we actually ended up doing like kind of. We went to middle college, high school, which is actually a pretty cool program. Um, that I. Not sure if College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita Valley still has that program, but they had a program called Academy of the Canyons, which is where high school students do middle college high school. So they basically go, they have school on campus and then um, they do their high school classes, which are kind of like AP classes. And then they also do college classes as well. So they knock out a bunch of college credit on top of doing their regular high school classes. Um, so we did a year, not even a year. I think we did a semester of that. A junior year. Yeah, our junior year of that, we both hated it because we hated not being like there. There were no sports, there were no like school activities, there was nothing to like be a part of really. Um, and AOC didn't have sports; they only had a drama department, so like there wasn't a whole lot to participate in because it was a community college with not a whole lot of activities back then. Um, so we both yeah. really hated it. So we ended up going back to regular high school. Um, we got our high school equivalency. Um, before then too, like before we even, like after we went to AOC, got our high school equivalency so that we could film. And then we went back to high school for another year and then didn't graduate. Another two years. Another two years because we didn't graduate from Valencia High School. If people don't know this story, this is the story, okay? We didn't, um, we didn't officially graduate from Valencia High because, not because we, we were both way ahead in credits. We were both on the, like, we were both um, honor students. We both had we probably I know that I if I didn't go for the last like last semester of high school I probably would have I would have graduated anyway I had so many extra credits from all the transferring that we had done over the years yeah um so at the end of the semester right before we were going to graduate we moved back to like kind of circled around went back to Austin back to the high school we went to our freshman year of high school too and they wouldn't let us graduate they kept saying our credits wouldn't transfer and like we didn't have enough the, the school systems are just different in California and Texas, all this stuff. So we ended up not graduating from there. So we didn't actually walk from there, even though we were legally, we had graduated from high school. Like it's not, we didn't, we had a high school diploma. It just, we didn't get the whole graduation experience. So we ended up moving to, to Georgia um, where our mother was at the time. And we did a whole nother year at age 17, which is weird because we would have graduated at 17. So it's not like we were like the weirdos that were like 20 years old in high school. Like we were 17. We, were we graduated at eight. We were 18. We graduated. Yeah, we were like, 18 when we walked. So we did a whole nother semester at a brand new state, brand new school, um, which was actually pretty fun. Our year at Forsyth High, Forsyth Central was actually a pretty good freaking school year. But yeah. We did yeah. plays. We I ran were, track. I went to rehab. Yeah, we were, we were involved in all the things. Like we, we actually really excelled in that school. The only thing that sucked for me was um, I was like a quarter of a, like, 0.04 like points away from being in the honors honor roll at Forsyth Central when I was already on the honor roll at Valencia. So I didn't actually walk with the at the honor like on the honor roll, which really upset me. Ashley did. And this girl did because because <laughs> I got a B. I got a B in freaking um in chemistry or physics physics a B in physics. So I didn't get enough points to graduate with honors from Forsyth Central, but whatever. But it was super fun. So we ended up walking from there in a barn. And it's like our so our school experience has been kind of confusing and long. Um, then we moved back to L.A. A couple years later, we 
both went to um, continue to do some community college stuff. And then we started working full time. And so like neither of us really went back, like neither of us went back to college full time because we just literally started working and we've kind of been working ever since then. So for the last decade, Ash and I have had full time jobs and worked. And um, so, and there's definitely like a couple of things Um, we've, there are some people that don't thrive in the regular school um, environment. I I think we thrive in that environment. Like we said, we yeah. we went to an alternative situation and that wasn't for us. Like we thrive in the school environment of changing classes and interacting with people. And um, we, we were always you know, the structure programs and yeah. yeah. And um, so I think that that's like kind of the thing for, for us is like some people don't thrive in that environment, but we definitely thrived in like the standard regular school, um, you know, brick and mortar, go to show up at 815, leave at three, you know, whatever type of environment. Um, well, we never left. And, we never left at three. Rarely ever. Well, yeah, but three. I, I know, but I mean, <laughs> school was over. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We left at like 10 o'clock sometimes, but yeah, so we did. Yeah, we did all the activities. Um, and I think that, um, going to work, right. And like going to community college, realizing we didn't really have a, like for me, at least I didn't feel like I didn't really have a direction of where I wanted to go. And I was like, I don't want to spend all this money if I don't even know what I'm going to study. Thus, a lot of our friends in their thirties having degrees and hundreds of thousand dollars in debt for degrees they don't even use. We thankfully don't have student loans. Derek doesn't have student, has student loans and he, um, didn't finish getting his degree either. So it's like, Blake was, I'm glad the, Blake was in the army. And so his student loans, he doesn't have student loans either, but, um, his, his school experience is just totally different than ours. Like he went to military Academy his whole school life pretty much. So, um, and his was like a boarding school. So he would be at school at literally at school all year, except for summer. And then he'd go back home for summer and then he'd be on campus for the whole year. Um, I prefer, I, I guess, and for me, that sounds like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want to be away from my family that long. Or like, as a mom, yeah. I want to really like be interactive and really participate in ev- the everyday aspects of Landon's school life. So I would prefer for Landon, honestly, if I was to say, and you can answer this for Bean, I would prefer for Landon to go to a really, really good public school. I don't really want him to go to a private school. Not that there's anything wrong with private schools. There's plenty of kids that I know that grew up in Los Angeles that they go to private, they went to private school because the high, the public high schools in in that great. Los Angeles weren't that great. Um, but living in Georgia now, there's fantastic public schools here. So I don't feel like if I don't, if you don't, I think if you don't need to spend the money to guarantee a really good education for your kid, yeah, then you, public schools. There's some amazing public schools in this country. The second thing for me is um, that I really, really, really want Landon to go to not just an ethnically diverse, but a fiscally financially diverse school. So that he's not just going to school. If you're going, if your kid are going to private school, unless there's a few kids that are like on scholarships, scholarships. In private schools, most of the people that they're in a certain, they're in a certain tax bracket. And that's the only tax bracket of people that you really spend a lot of your time with. I want to make sure that Landon gets a full perspective of like the world and yeah. you'll get, he'll get more of a perspective of the different, like different classes of people, different ethnicities of people. So that's like something that's super important for me when we're looking for like our, our final like city that we're going to grow place landing in and our home and all that stuff is that he we're in an area where he's going to experience those things. And especially in the climate that we're in now, it's like heightened important for height heightens the importance of us yeah. putting him in a place like that. So, yeah. 
And I think like, so for Phoenix, I think um, the same is true. I mean, he sort of has like an example in this in, at home of an ethnically diverse situation with us and with me and Derek um, and then his heritage being um, half Mexican. But um, I think that is important. Like he has, and I think San Diego is a good uh, representation of that. We see all, he sees all types of people all the time. And um, I think the one, you know, group of people he doesn't see that much would be black, but more on like people that are darker skinned in general, he doesn't see a lot of that. Um, so I think that that's something that, you know, we just need to just in general, like if you don't have access to that, I would say like just watching, making sure that he's, you know, he's watching television that has that. And like, he has having teachers that are of different races. And I think the biggest thing right now is he has a lot of teachers that are of some sort of Hispanic heritage. So he's used to hearing like that accent. He's used to, um, hearing Spanish around him and things like that. So I think that that's pretty good. And then also right now where he is, um, I'm choosing to put him in a um, Spanish immersion program. And then, you know, truly this is good about it. All the schools around us, they have the opportunity when from first grade um, on through elementary school to be in Spanish immersion. And then once you hit middle school, then you're just in your normal um, Spanish class. But by the time you get to 10, he'll be fluent in Spanish. Um, so that'll give him like a good solid heads up. And then if he wants to take a different language in sixth, seventh and eighth grade, if he wants to take French or German or ASL or whatever, he'll already have that background of being bilingual, a bilingual kid. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, just for his ability to like grow and develop in education. And I kind of wish we, um, had learned a second language too. Um, yeah. And the only other thing I would say is that music is very important too. Uh, so integrating some sort of music into wherever school he goes to, I want to make sure that they have, yeah, I want to make sure that they have, um, an arts program as well as the program. Like when we grew up, you know, you picked an instrument, you rented it, you played it all through middle school and whatnot. So I want him to be able to do that. I would prefer it be piano, but any instrument he can learn to read music. I'll teach him piano here. Um, yeah. So what do you have? Like Lana's not in school yet. Like, what's your mind kind of going towards? Um, like, what things are that I want in, in a school for him? Like, or what I want for him to be a participating in? I guess both. Um, for, I guess in my, like, dreamland of what, like, this is the kind of student I want Landon to be. Like, he has two, if I pat myself on the back, two very highly intelligent parents. So I don't feel like Landon, barring anything, you know, that I don't want to happen. I don't see Landon having really a whole lot of difficulty in the education part of school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, but I also really want him to be active um, in like sports and stuff like Blake coached lacrosse. So I really want Landon to be a part of some sort of, as soon as he can, when he hits five, I want him to be involved in some sort of sport or some sort of physical activity. So he just gets used to his body just starts building muscle memory of being involved in sports and athletics every day. Now, granted, if he gets to high school and decides he hates sports, which I doubt, but if he hates sports, my heart, my soul will be a little bit hurt, but I want him to, I want him to, I want him to hate sports and have a, but have a passion strongly for something else instead. Um, so that he has to feel so that when he, I do want him to go to college. Not that I feel like everybody needs to go to college, but if I would love for Landon to get a scholarship to go to college, um, so that he doesn't get stuck with those student loans, but he also gets, gets that education and gets that like life experience. Um, but I'm also that person that really thinks that work experience is super important. So during those school years, Blake and I both decided that Landon, like at 16, is going to have a job. 
He's going to work in a restaurant. I've already decided this. He's going to work in a restaurant. <laughs> He's going to have a job. Not, not that many hours a week. Just like I think legally they can only, you know, if you're 16, you can only work four hours, you know, a day, a day after school, whatever. Um, but I would like him to have a job, even if it's just like, even if he just works one day a week, I want him to have a job that gets him out interacting and like the world gets him to build that. Um, even if he has good work ethic in school, it's a different work ethic in the workforce. Yeah. Um, and then in college, I want to make sure that he gets, um, that he does an internship for whatever program he's in while he's in school so that he again has that work experience. I know a lot of people that, like we said earlier, got their education and then they don't use it one or they don't have the work experience to apply it to a job that's going to actually make the money. So they literally go to school, live at school, graduate, move back in with their parents and then have to work either for free for a few years until they get hired somewhere because they don't have the work experience to follow it. So yeah. And everything that with Landon, I just kind of, with the experience that I've had in school, I would like us to dodge and dip as many of those like struggles that he could have later in life just from, you know, Blake and I's both Blake and I's experiences. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of like, if I was thinking about like what I want his school experience to be like, those are the things that I like the marks I'd wanted to hit. Like I said, I really want him to go to a private or public school. Um, okay. I have great ones here. So yeah. What, about you? what are you wanting? Like, what's your like fantasy, fantasy picture beans schooling experience? Yeah. So I think that it's, I mean, there's only, there's only some, some things that are non-negotiable for me. Um, the big non-negotiable is that he will play an instrument and he will play a sport. I don't really feel like I'm going to waver on those things. I don't care if he hates it, to be honest. Um, oh, that's nice. Phoenix is, Phoenix is already super athletic and he's four. So there's really no point in him being like, like if he says, I don't want to go on to college and play a college sport, that's a whole nother ball game. But I feel like playing a sport is very important. Now, does it have to be the same sport? Does it even have to be a sport that I like? No. Um, do I have a preferred sport? Yes, I prefer that he, I mean, I go back and forth about football. Football is extremely dangerous. Um, but I love football and I love to watch it, would love to watch Phoenix play football, but you kind of have to figure out like, you're, you can't really tell what kind of like build your four-year-old is going to have. Right. So <laughs> you don't know what position to put you him know, in. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what position is he going to play? You know? Um, so I think like, but I just want him to dabble in all the sports. So we plan to put him in one of those, um, like summer programs where he kind of like touches all the sports. Um, he kind of gets to see all the sports and, you know, just getting him outside right now, running, he already just runs around all the time. Um, he has a great arm. He can throw anything super far. It's kind of ridiculous. Um, and so we're just kind of like watching him and figuring out what he's going to be good at from that. And then as far as piano or specifically piano, um, I am going to push that on him. And I will keep pushing that on him until he leaves my house. And then you don't have to play anymore. But by then he will have... 13 years of experience. So great. I will have bet him 13 years of piano experience as long as, and I mean, I feel like he will like it. So I don't know. I don't want him to be overwhelmed though. Um, that's another thing is like kind of, I don't want to be like a tiger mom and like push all these activities on him so that he never has time to like rest and be a kid, you know? Right. Um, exactly. He I never really don't want to do that either. 
he never has time to like go get ice cream after school with his friends because he's off to soccer than this than that. But at the same time, who knows? All of his friends may be doing the same thing. They may all be going to soccer practice or they may all be going to whatever that sort of becomes your community. Um, so I don't know. I think it's a little bit all up in the air. We're kind of trying to figure out where he will land. But there are things that I'm like, in a perfect world, he will play a sport. He will love it. He will play piano. He will love it. As far as like college and secondary education, I don't really have a hard and fast rule. Again, I'm going to watch him and see like, what is he interested in? When, like um, when he gets to that high school level and kind of like push him like, okay, like let's see what opportunities there are right now as a high school student for you to develop. Because by the time he's a freshman in high school, I would say he will have a propensity for something. Like we'll have an right. idea of like what he's good at, you know? So we can kind of try to drive him that way. Like if he already kind of has like this ability to like build anything. Um, so if he had, maybe put him in a shop class or something. Yeah. Shop class. Or if he has like that engineering type of mindset, you know, send him off to a STEM camp or whatever. So um, I don't know. It's all up in the air. Right. Well, now, as like a mom, what kind of like, so I, are you going to be the type of mom that wants to be like super involved in all the things? Like, PTA mom, like soccer mom, like, are you going to want to do all that thing? Or are you going to be like, eh? I think I will keep, I think I will stay in my lane. I love to bake. So if we're doing a bake sale, I'm here for it. I will bake all the things. Nowadays, who knows? You can't even bake anything because everyone's allergic to everything. Um, But if they still do those, I would be down to do that. Um, I do want to be the mom that's bringing the Gatorade and bringing the protein bars and bringing the whatever to like practice or the meats and the, I want to go to all the games, um, recitals, whatever. The only thing I don't like about recitals is watching other kids. Um, I really just, I really just want to watch him. I, we I got that from my mother. Our kids. mom was yeah. the funniest freaking mom in the world. Whenever Christian, because Christian was like, Christian was really involved in choir, so we had to go to a ton of recitals. We were in band, but it's like the whole band was playing, you know. So it's like it's not like one kid is like on the spot or whatever. So at the recitals, though, oh, my gosh, Christian's little recitals, sometimes it would be, kids would just be doing the funniest stuff. Like, you're not supposed to laugh. You're supposed to take it real serious. But I just remember our mom would just be cracking up at some of these recitals <laughs> that we were yeah. going to do. It was yeah. so that's funny. Right. That's the only way to get through it. It's so boring. Yeah, I remember so going to it and boring. being bored. You know, and you want to support your kids. But, I mean, even when this Christmas thing, this Christmas recital for Phoenix, and I was just like, like, it was boring. He was cute. Yeah. But he only was up there for two minutes. So anyway. Um, well, because like yeah. for that, it sucks because you have to watch like, like at least when it's like the band recitals or something, it's like they had like, at, for us, we had three separate bands. Yeah, Ash and I were in band. I forgot, did I mention that? But we were in band. I don't know. I played the flute. She played the clarinet um, and the bass clarinet. But we had, we had like three different bands. So we had like concert, symph- what was the first one? There was symphonic. concert and symphonic. Right, concert and symphonic. What was the first one? Cadet. The cadet? Yeah. Cadet Maybe. concert and symphonic. I think it was the, the the first one. So basically, when you're in middle school, you have to like you have to audition for your high school slot and which which one of the bands are going to be in. So each one had like one performance. So you didn't have to go to like all of them. Like cadet would have a concert, and then the next night symphonic or like concert would have a concert, and then symphonic would have a concert. So like you're not sitting there watching all these kids you don't care about, and that sounds horrible. But you're not watching all these kids you don't care about like do their thing. You're just watching your kids' night, celebrate them, blah blah. So, but I definitely am that person that wants to be like, in my head, for some reason, I just think I want to be involved in all the things. Like, maybe I'll just decide that I don't want to be involved in all the things, but I do want to just be like a super involved 
parent and I would I would love for Landon to appreciate my involvement in his like everything life but with both of us being stay-at-home moms like I really want to be involved in like all the things that he does not to, not not to completely take over what I'm doing but I just I have this concern in my head that once he goes to school I'm going to be like what do I do with my day like Blake's at it's work, not a thing at school what do I do I do it every day four days a week and inevitably on Friday, I'm like, oh, I need one more day. When Phoenix doesn't have school on Friday. You find there is so. Okay, but you had this concern. You had this concern. When you were. But I've been, I've been a stay-at-home mom multiple times. And I told you I read an article. I think I talked about it on the podcast. I read an article. Um, and this mom was saying, like, people ask her all the time, like, all your kids are in school now. What do you do? You don't work. And then she's like, I do all the things for my kids and my husband that he can't do. And that's what I do. I make sure the house runs. If I was at work all day, and this is a fact, when I was at work all day, yeah, the house was dirty all the time. We were never caught up on laundry. We were never caught up on on anything. anything. We're ne- we were grocery shopping at you know ten o'clock at night to grab things that we needed. Um, everything we didn't have days off because everything that we were on that. There, it was either rest on your day off or run around and do errands and clean and catch up for the rest of the week. And it was now there's not that I can take the week and span things out so that I have time. Like I have Mondays usually when I do podcast stuff, I catch up on, on that. I have my class that I go to in the morning. I do a little bit of cleaning or whatever that, you know, a little bit of cleaning, c- catching up laundry. I do laundry every day. If every other day, if not every day, um, just taking care of Santa, getting, keeping her hair off the floor, which is a task in its own, you know, keep keeping Phoenix's room clean, making sure we clean all the sheets, you know, once a week and um, meal planning and meal prepping and all this stuff, like all these things. Yeah. I could do if I had a full-time job, but it wouldn't be the same quality. So, yeah. and these all things that I enjoy. Do, like You'd be eating a like lot more pizza and takeout if you were work, if you were working. Exactly. Exactly. Nobody would be home to cook anything. Yeah, because right now I can remember like, oh, I need to make sure that, you know, I pull out, we're having salmon today. So I make sure I pull out the salmon so that it thaws. And then if it isn't thawed, probably by the time we're done with this podcast, I'll pull it out and I'll try to force that so that it thaws so we can cook it. And then I'm thinking about like, you know, Sansa needs a bath and I'm literally, there's still a freaking ton of hair on the floor. And then we have Jordan here, who's <laughs> our guest. And um, just like, uh, you know, just just. There's just all kind of making sure Phoenix has clean clothes for school because he has a lot of clothes, but he changes his clothes like twice, at least twice a day. So he goes through all the clothes. And then Derek has a ton of work clothes, but only wears the same six shirts. So I'm always washing the same <laughs> six shirts. Oh, I'm just like, and then my own laundry because I'm working out and I'm changing my clothes. And then sometimes I'm changing my clothes multiple times a day because I think I'm going, I'm not going to go out. So I put on comfortable clothes after the gym and then I'm like, oh no, I'm going to go for a walk with Phoenix. So I need to put on like real clothes, not like sweatpants and whatever it may be. So there's just things that I can do. And also like self-care, like I can like get things done during the day you know, as far as like getting my nails, doing my nails or whatever it is, deep cleaning the carpets. I don't know. There's the list literally is infinite. So you will find, especially when your kid is in school, you will find things to do. And then now when it gets to the point where like, um, I don't have that when Phoenix is in school and I have to run him his lunch or I have to do whatever it is or go, you know, participate at the school, which right now, so this is a good segue. 
you can't really go and participate at the, at the school right now because you're not allowed in the school. Like they don't let any extra people in the school. So I kind of want to see where I could volunteer or something like that at his preschool right now. So that like, I'm more involved. I learn people's names and stuff, but I can't do that right now because I'm not allowed in the school basically. Cause Derek drops him off. So I'm only allowed, I'm not allowed in there at all. Um, since I pick him up. So what things do you feel like we're not really dealing with this because Phoenix is still in preschool, but like, what things can you, do you think that like parent moms and parents must be thinking right now, as far as like, their concerns for sending their kids back or not. I mean, other, other than like health, um, I would say if you're worried about your kids health, um, from, for, for, because of COVID, you sh- I would say, go get tested. That would, that would be my advice. Go get your entire household tested for COVID. If you're worried about them getting sick, if you do not have COVID, then there are so many there's, and there've been so many commercials and new ones online programs for your kids to go to school. My priority, as much as it would hurt my soul, that for Landon not to be continuing to have his school experience with his friends and his teachers and his hands-on experience. And yes, I find it super important for your kid. If your kid is homeschooled, a lot of the best thing you can do is to put them in activities so that they are interacting with other kids on a regular basis. And then their their schooling is at home, but then they're they're involved in stuff. Because but they're going to take that stuff away. I know that. But I'm saying, like, that would be my advice for somebody who's homeschooling their kid. Now, you really only get to, like, the homeschooling and the interacting with other kids, you have, you only get, they're not really going to get that. So yeah, I can just understand. Virtually. Yeah, just virtually. So I can understand how parents right now are kind of like, well, I want my kid to be in school. One, because I have a job. And I my, our entire life centers around our kids being in school in August. Or I'm a teacher and I need my money and I need money, but I also don't want to put my life at risk or put other kids at risk. Or the main thing with kids is not the kids being sick. There are very few people that are worried about like, yes, we're worried about the kid, the health of the kids, but most kids have immune systems that are strong enough to handle COVID. What the main thing they're worried about is them getting the parents sick or the, or the getting the grandparents sick or like they kept the kid catches COVID from this kid. They don't know. And then they go home and they live with their grandparents or they live with, you know, they live with their parents, but their grandparents watch them or pick them up from school or their parent, this parent has an autoimmune deficiency or whatever. And so they're, so that's what they're worried about is the kids like hurting the adults because they're in school, because school is always been the melting pot of the exchange of bacteria and viruses. That is why your kids' immune systems are so strong because they go to public school, but it also is the reason why your kid's fine and you have the flu and you're about, you feel like you're about to die because your kid's fine, but they gave you the flu from school, which has happened a lot. Like just our two households combined since Phoenix has been in school consistently. We have all, yeah, yeah. we all all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and that is a, that is a valid concern. Back to what I knew school, but more when he was at the other schools. Yeah. I think we've gotten, we've definitely gotten sick less because he's pretty much been in school almost his entire time during the COVID yeah. situation. Yeah. And I, I just, I feel like one year school is fantastic. They are, they're awesome there. It's a smaller school. So they are able to pay attention to detail. These high schools that have 7,000 kids in one graduating class are not <laughs> yeah. able to be able to handle that much sanitizing and cleaning and stuff. And like, they're going to what sit every kid, every other desk. And you have half the, like half the class sizes. Um, just stuff like that that are just it's going to be so hard to maintain. I personally think that what they should do is make a plan to have 
guaranteed one semester of every kid in the country stay at home. And all the teachers do online, online school and you schedule it at just like you would in school. You are a part of you go to, for example, you go to Valencia High. This is your schedule. We will be sending you your schedule. These are all the school supplies you will need to participate in this class. You will have a Zoom class from an hour. I should freaking email this to CDC. You should have, you will have a Zoom class. You need to be ready for school at seven o'clock. You will have a Zoom class. If you are not participating in this Zoom class, you will be counted. You'll get a tardy. You will get a tardy or you will get blah, blah, blah. Like, and our class is going to be 45 minutes. You have a 15 minute window between your first class and your second class to get all your school supplies. You will then have this class with this teacher. This will be your teacher. And all the students from that class will be participating in that class. Um, You will get homework. We will email you your homework and your files. Like there, it can be done. People will just be acting like this. It can be done. It can be done. It's going to take a lot more work from the parents and it's going to take a lot more work from the teachers. But I guarantee you these teachers already have, already had their their plan for the school year. They're just not going to be interacting with you. So my concern about that is like that's the perfect scenario. It is. But the idea of that is there's a lot of privilege there because a lot of kids, even the kids that had access to a school couldn't get to the school before. Before there was COVID. There's kids all right. over the United States that I mean you'd have to be sending to you'd have to be sending your every kid would have to make sure they had a tablet to be able to or a laptop to be able to sit in front of for eight hours a day. I mean they'd have yeah. like an hour lunch break or whatever. But yeah, you'd have to, you'd internet access, Wi-Fi. Um, a lot of AT&T was doing like a universal Wi-Fi thing. I mean, it would, it would literally take the entire country making our kids and education a priority and our college kids education a priority. Like college kids, you're, there's, first of all, there are so many online school colleges right now. It's, it's ridiculous. So it's not like you couldn't, the professors could literally, you could, even if the professors went to their physical class. Just went to their physical classroom with no kids in it, and they still drew on their boards, wrote what they want, asked questions, wanted people to interact. They could still call on you just like they would in a classroom. Yeah. They could still virtually teach. Our world is so virtual right now that it could be done. It would just take a lot more work. But, yes, it's a good point with the kids that there's a lot, going to be a lot of kids that won't have access to that, and their education is going to – could suffer because unless we're about to send – 10 billion, you know, tablets that Apple's about to Apple and Dell and all these programs are about to just start mailing out tablets to kids to make, which would be awesome. Don't, that's not going to happen. Start mailing out tablets to kids so they can participate in school. If you are of school age, you will be getting a tablet in the mail. If they can send out a $1,200 or $2,400 um, stimulus check, they can send every kid a tablet to use for school. Yeah. And it would, but it would also take the parents making sure it's priority. Try getting your child, your little kid, high schoolers, is one thing they just have to make that a priority for themselves to sit in front of their computer yeah. for it's hours, really only the parents hours. it's really only the parents of kids that are not old enough to be at home by themselves if you have a 14 to 18 year old i would say leave their ass at home and go to work yeah they're perfectly capable and then but they would have if they, that system where they would have those consequences where it's like okay if you're not at this, on the Zoom call in 10 minutes, it's closed. I'm not letting anybody else in. And then you're going to get a tardy. And that's it is what it is. But then again, this is one of those things where, like, maybe the kids just won't care. Right. But then, like, but, but also, like, it's going to be up to – just, like, example. When you put your kid on a bus and send them to school, they get off that bus, but they could just as easily get off the bus and walk straight off the campus and never go. 
Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of like parents being like, you're home. It is your responsibility to get this done. If I come home and you have missed one class, boom, X, Y, and Z consequences, same consequences you would have had if you've skipped school beforehand. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, you just, you, you would just have to, to me, it's very, very similar. If you have that age group. Now, if you have the even, but even to ten, elementary even, school. Even 10, like, okay, when we were 10 and we were in, what, what grade is that? Fifth grade? 10? Is that fifth grade? Ten. That's fifth grade, yeah. Right. So when we were like 10 years old, Ashley and I were in all the things. We had to do it. We had to write a freaking essay for a wax museum that we had to memorize and stuff. So like even 10 years old, 10 years old is not old enough to be left at home. But if you're a stay at home parent and you have a 10 year old, again, the same system applies and they don't go to school as long. They get out of school at like two or something and they don't have as many classes. They only take like four classes a day in the fifth grade and they yeah. ro- they either rotate them or they're not taking eight long, eight hour, eight long, um, eight hour long classes like you do in high school um so even with that that's four hours of the day probably for that 10 year old that you would just have to focus on and then they have the rest of the day they'd get homework and all that stuff um online books still we have access to those in a mass amount nowadays um funding and stuff is just probably the main issue and access to kids that don't so those would be the main red flags but i feel like that's that's that setup's a good start you know like that to be honest, teachers working. I mean, I honestly feel like even in San Diego, okay, the average, in, like the income to live in San Diego for a household is a hundred thousand dollars minimum just to live in San Diego. Yeah, it's crazy. So just that fact alone, most people in this in the state of California need two incomes. So one parent staying at home now. If one parent's staying at home and that parent is collecting unemployment, then that's a possibility. But that's also one of those things where one of the parents is giving up their career. What if they love their job? And let's be real. The person that's going to not be working is probably going to be the woman. The man is probably not giving up his job to choose to stay home and watch the kids. Right? So it's one of these things where it's like, there's so many nuances of like, well, what if, what if the only non-negotiable is to say, or non, like, um, non-variable is to say, everybody just go back to school. And if you get, get, sick, you get sick, you get sick. The one thing too about the school though, is that if you, you have to get a health exam to go to school, usually you have to turn in your vaccination records and blah, 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 blah. Right. So what if in order to go back to school, they made it so everyone just had to get, te- if you went back, because again, this is also a privilege thing because not everybody has health insurance and whatever to go to go get this done. But you, there's places where you can go for free to, for free to get this testing done. As far as I know, that that is a thing now. So if, if they just made it so that anybody under the age of 18 gets tested for free in the entire country, yeah. Then if your kid tests positive, all they, they have to get tested. Yeah. yeah, everybody has to get tested. If your kid tests positive, they can't come back. If they test negative, they can come back. And then you make them get tested. You know, but what you do is you just make them court. Like if they would have started this process in July and tested all the kids that could be going to school and then test them one more time right before they go back to school, then any kid that knew that they were positive would quarantine for 14 days and get retested before they went back to school. If they tested and said they had antibodies, then they're, they're, they're good to go to school. I mean, I know they're trying to say now, but we're not really sure if you have antibodies. Well, no, I can tell you from personal household experience that if you have antibodies you're going to be fine so you just go back to school 
So I, I just, I feel like, yes, it would be great. If, if we could get everybody, all the kids tested, you have to, you have to bring your records to school, even if they just set up testing. Like remember in the fifth grade, and this is the last thing we'll talk about on this because we got to get done with this, with the topic. But when we, um, when we, in the fifth grade, they set up like, it was like a week before school or the first week of school, we had to get TB tests. And yeah. they just had us lined up in the hall, the freaking fifth grade hall, and we mm-hmm. all had to get TB shots. It was set up in a little classroom. We had to sit there and get TB shots. And if you, if you, in like the next day or whatever, it came back, and like if you looked at it, it had it got like whatever infected or something, then you got TB and you couldn't come to school. Same with COVID. That, that's literally what they should do. Just line all the kids up. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of testing, a lot of time, a lot of hours. But kids need to go back to school just for the economy to continue running. Kids have to be in school. Our economy depends is based on, on that. Is based on kids being in school because there's so many people that won't be able to work because of that. So uh, I guess that's my closing that, thought. If there's if there's no kids in school, then yeah, there. I, I don't know. Teachers need jobs, and yeah. like also, I don't. We don't need the country to get used to kids being homeschooled. Kids need to go to a school. Yeah, like virtual school forever. Is not a thing. That's my last last thing I have to say. Yeah, I don't think virtual school forever will work for most people. Again, our economy, if you have children, our economy depends on your kid being at school for eight hours so that you can work, so that you can contribute to the economy. So my, I guess my closing thoughts on the education thing, um, with Landon, I just really, I have kind of a mindset of what I want him to do in school and how I want his school experience to be. Do I think it's all going to go exactly that way? Probably not. But I do want to, like, as he gets older and gets into that school place, I just really, my main thing about school is I just want to give Landon every advantage that we possibly can give him so that yeah. he can he can choose whatever he wants to do. He's been exposed to as much, as many options as he can. World is I don't oyster. Want the, yeah, I don't want, like, he he can't because we can't to be a thing. I don't want him to come home and be like, I really want to participate in this. And us be like, well, I'm sorry, you can't. No, I want to be like, yes, please, like, participate in that. Be involved in that. Like, I'll take you or whatever. Like, I, I'm i sure every parent wants that experience for their kid. Maybe not, honestly, because there's some messed up people in this world. But I want that to be Landon's experience in school, throughout his whole school experience, so that when he gets to that point where he's trying to pick a career, he had all the tools. Just want to give him all the tools. Yeah. Good. Well, on that note, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope yeah. you guys learned something or got a new perspective maybe or if you didn't go ahead and leave us a comment um or you can comment on a post we will put a post up of a clip or something this week um so go ahead and leave a comment on that or send us an email or when you're doing all that go ahead and hit the fifth star on whatever on apple Podcasts and let us know that you enjoyed what you heard and yeah we'd love to hear your thoughts on like yeah um, let us know what you're doing yeah what do you want to send your kid back to school? Let us know yeah. what your thoughts are, what your fears are. Yeah, exactly. We want to hear all the things because, you know, we we're, I have to make decisions on sending him to school. Amber's got preschool on the brain, so got all the things turning here. But um, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.